Welcome to Larpender Life, the podcast about HP St. Paul in the 80s and 90s. I'm your host, Dave Carey. I would have to say that was probably one of the best times I had was working for working for HP. He bends over to plug the plug in, like the projector and the plug in the stuff, and all of a sudden I hear this rip. Gary's Blasper Group, all the CE group, you could call them at any time of day and they'd come out there and help. This is episode 10. Can you believe it? And my guest today is Rick Greenwood. If you missed any of the previous episodes, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. You can reach me at larpenderlife at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And now, here's my discussion with Rick. Well, welcome, Rick Greenwood, my guest for today. Thanks very much for joining me here today. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. So I like to start out by asking how people got first connected. So when and how did you first, uh, what was your introduction to HP? Gosh, that's a ways back. It was uh, June or July of 79. I was working actually at Control Data. Uh, recruiter called me and everything else. And they told me about an opportunity as an engineer, sales engineer for Hewlett Packard. And the part that caught me more than anything is you got a car. My gosh, you get a car? I'm like 24 years old. So I ended up, that's what really enticed me. But the part was then I actually interviewed with uh, Tom Satterland, had a great interview. And then they actually had me interview with Tom Ovinger. Somehow he found out that I was a racquetball player. Half of the, half the interview was about racquetball. And, <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> and what kind of, uh, was I a class A or class B or class C? And I said, I don't, I have no idea what I need. So, well, I'm a class B. If you can beat me, you're definitely a class B. So, and I said, well, if you hire me, I guess, you know, that'd be one of the first things we'll do. So yeah. and I ended up working for Tom Sadlin and, and everything else. It was, uh, it was a wonderful time. And I, and I had my car. I couldn't tell me, I couldn't believe it. I told my wife, we were like just young, had a little one already. And, oh man, we need the car and everything else. And it was, man, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on my way up here right now. Yeah. That- that car was a big thing. That was something that attracted me right out of college, too, was that that chance. So you were an SE. And so what, what was it that was attractive to you for that SE role? And what do you remember about that role? Gosh, you know, you always got to reflect, you know, I'm retired now and you reflect and, you, you know, now you have time to reflect. You talk about some of your best jobs and your best careers that you had and and uh, I would have to say that was probably one of the best times I had was working for working for HP. And, uh, you know, the part that I really enjoyed about it, I, again, I was pretty green. You know, I was out of college maybe just a couple of years and I got to work with some really good people at some SEs and stuff really kind of you know, taught me the ropes. It was, you know, with Dave Martin and Russ Connor Smith and, and uh, you know, just they're brilliant guys that really knew a lot of stuff and everything else. But the part that I really liked about it uh, was that with HP was, you know, was the competition. It's that, you know, you heard about digital and you heard about IBM and, you know, those are kind of two big players that you competed against. And, you know, and again, 
you know, HP was growing, you know, and it was kind of the, you know, we always talk about the HP way. And I think it ends up being as everybody coming together that, you know, how can we win a deal? You know, how can we, you know, compete in this environment? How can we make it better? Whatever else. And again, being green, you know, I just remember working with Russ and uh, Dave Martin and them showing me, you know, how to configure things and everything else. How do I configure gigs and how do I configure INPs and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, it was, I thought, am I ever going to learn this? And then I remember they sent me out to just a kind of a funny story. They sent me out, you know, so I don't remember when they send you out in your first three months, you get all this training and everything else. Right. You go out and, and your first one is on terminals. And most people listening probably don't know what the hell a terminal is anymore. <laughs> Dumb terminals. But HP had this really smart terminal, this 2647F. You remember that thing? Sure. You put the, you put those little tapes in it and everything else. You can figure the tapes and all that stuff. And I'm going, oh, my goodness, this thing. And the 2647, they give you this test. And there's like 25 questions on it. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. I think I only got like five right out of 25. <laughs> You know, and I went, oh, my gosh, they're going to fire me from HP because I fought this test or whatever else. But it's, you know, you're out there for a week and then they tested the end. And then I got, you know, thank God I got 100 out of 100. <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, I'm safe. But, but uh, you know, those those days were just, you know, so funny now when you look at where you're at now and where we're at then, you know, all the equipment, you know, who cared about passwords, who cared about security. Right. You know, it was a great time. There's so many people, I mean. Dave, yourself, we have such such great people that are coming in there on the SC side, you know, with Kevin Dumais, and you know, I remember Scott Stronic, and I remember Bruce Jones, and I remember Dave Martin, you know, and Russ Connor Smart, you know, Russ Connor Smith, and um, Gary, and you know, just so many people to work with, and we got to work so closely with the CEs. It wasn't, you know, even you're on the sales side and the software side, you got to work with the you know CEs really well, also. So, and and uh, you know, I just remember I put a lot of hours in. Um, got to travel, you know, basically throughout the world, but, you know, it was just, you know, it's such a good, good relationship with everybody, whether it was in Cupertino or Palo Alto or whatever else, everybody was really nails. I'm glad you mentioned Dave and Russ, because my recollection of those guys are, um, you know, just like you said, work hard, play hard kind of guys. They were, they were the smartest of the smart. And then when Friday afternoon came around, you know, (laughs) was kind of party time and it hit when it hit like two o'clock on Friday afternoon it was like okay <laughs> we're gonna go we worked hard all week we put a lot of hours in we're gonna we're gonna go out and have a good time it was uh yeah Friday afternoons were quite fun I, I I'm sure my wife wasn't too happy the few times they come home Friday afternoon I just go home and straight to bed and fall asleep <laughs> I'm sure that happened to quite a few people Rick <laughs> yeah I know there's a few gags pulled on some people I remember uh Mark Mark Dankers, I think he had a brand new Corvette one time, and uh, I think somehow somebody grabbed the keys and they took his car, and he couldn't find his car for like a week. <laughs> you worked with 3M a lot, and um, yeah. you know that was kind of a big, prestigious account for an SE to have. <clears throat> Were you pretty excited to to work with them? Oh gosh, I just remember going to 3M over there, and it was like a city, a campus. You know, that campus was like a city within itself, all the different buildings and everything, and and. Uh, that was a big account. What do you think that was? Was that one of the top five accounts for Hewlett Packard, do you think? Well, let's just say it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big account, but it was like, I know they had 106 or 109 manufacturing sites all over the United States. And I was one where I thought, geez, I'm going to get to visit some really big cities. I want to see, you know, Nashville, Tennessee, and end up in, you know, Nevada. And I go, oh, it's Nevada, Missouri. They go to these little cities and they end up being like, 
you know, 2,500 people or 3,000 people, you know, and, you know, 3M kind of dominated that town. But it was, uh, gosh, I just remember places like Dewan, Alabama. And I remember Greenville, South Carolina, Baron DeKalb, and so much fun. And, they, you know, they got to meet so many people. You know, the nice part about it was you go to all these little towns and little cities, you get to meet the people. They're so nice, really nice people and everything else. But it would, um, you know, they, they love the HP equipment. We did a great job. I mean, I'm sure, I know you helped out enough. Everybody helped out enough for that account because it was a big account, but uh, and everything else, it was a, it was a great time. But I do have a great story one time. I got a story. I got to tell you the story about 3M. So we were having, we were having trouble with uh, Series 68. And I remember that. And you remember Joe Ziegler? Oh, sure. <laughs> so Joe was the, he was kind of your specialist CE. He was kind of like your, in this, 68 was crashed and i mean it's like it's like 11 at midnight or 12 you know it's midnight one o'clock in the morning and joe's out there with me and he goes i know that it's one of these damn boards these damn boards is causing a problem and he's like we got the back panel off and you know and you got power running through there and everything else and he's taking these boards and he's and he's kind of like you ever watch joe and he's kind of his eyes just kind of focused and they kind of like it's like almost like a like a bird and they kind of like spin <laughs> and he's taking his board. He's trying to like work this board to see if it would fail. He's going this way and this way and this way. And I'm going, wow. I'm going, Joe, you really think that's the problem? I know it's the problem. They go to the next board and everything else end up being a stupid software problem. <laughs> but there was a hard problem. But it was like, he's sitting there. I mean, he stayed with me the whole time. And he, he was swore that's what the issue was. Because it was intermittent. It wasn't working or whatever. But again, that just shows you the dedication these guys would come there. You know, it doesn't, you know, Gary's Blasper Group, all the CE Group, you could call them at any time of day and they'd come out there and help us. That's that's right. Yeah. And that that's something that I've heard from just about everybody is that, yeah, we, we definitely played hard. But um, when push came to shove with a customer issue, it was all hands on deck. Didn't matter what your position was, uh, what your role was, what your assignment was. No, no, that was a great time. Yeah, I know you worked uh, a lot with the nine um, hundreds when they first came out, and you were you were an SE who was tapped to do co- some of the early adopter stuff with that. The old hundred nine hundred, the old engineer in a box, but it was like you know the. You know, that whole part ended up, I spent a lot of time out in, in uh, California, Palo Alto and, and Cupertino and stuff. And it's like, uh, God, you went all over the world. I mean, you you know, I was all over. I mean, I was in Europe and, and well, Korea and everything else, these whole engineer in the box and stuff going all over to, you know, to make sure they're successful. But I think, again, that's this HP, you know, being dedicated to their customers to make sure they had a good, smooth transition. But uh uh, but, you know, we had a lot of success stories and I probably had some embarrassing moments at times, you know, they showed me a few tricks of the trade, <laughs> you know, how to go into, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, into debug and whatever else. And you could go in and look at registers and everything else to see where things are at. And, you know, and I was down at uh, Pella, Iowa, I was at roll screen down there. And, you know, so I thought, oh, being a wise guy, being a wise ass, I knew this stuff now. And yeah, I was a seasoned veteran. And yeah. I know how to go into debug and everything else. Now, a lot of times I was right, but you no, know, this this one time is like uh, I'm in there going and I'm working with the HP labs in there, and I'm going, I'm saying, hey, this register you're supposed to, this is supposed to, you know, this memory area is supposed to have zero values in and whatever thing, and you already got a current value in there, and that's not supposed to be. And I said, I'm going to change that to zeros. 
you know, sort of, you know, so it's initialized and everything else. And the minute I hit zeros and everything else, and my 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 terminal went black. I went, son of a bitch, did I knock? <laughs> I knocked this down. Oh my gosh. Larry came Larry came in, in there and uh and uh, oh my gosh, it was like a Jack Vanderhoofer. They all had this. Uh, they all had this. The, they're all from the Netherlands. There, it was either Vandy this or Vandy that or whatever else. And then he goes, I can't hear. I better not say what he said. But who did knock the system down? I'm going. Well, that'd be me. Don't you ever do that again? <laughs> um, you know, I'm lucky I didn't get thrown out of my hind <laughs> the building. <laughs> But they know we were doing the right thing, uh, you know. So it was, uh, gosh, you know, I got to see a lot of the world with that and everything else. But uh, um, man, that was uh, that was quite the time. Rick, I'm I'm sure that everyone who's worked in a technical role for a number of years has a story where they made a mistake. That <laughs> I actually remember. Um, I think it was maybe two months after I got hired. Uh, I came to work uh, at the office there on Larpenter. Real early one morning, super early, six thirty or something. Back in those days, you you know you wouldn't see anybody there except you were there. So you and I are in the office, and I was working on a customer problem, and they were asking. They had had some problem with a command that was called purge account, and they and this was an HP three thousand command, and and I was trying to reproduce the problem, and I asked you a question. You said, "Well, try it with this this way." Um, your 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 user logon won't have the permissions to allow you to do it. You'll see what the error message is. Well, you didn't know it at the time, but you know somebody, Bruce Jones or somebody, had changed my my permissions on my account. Yeah. So I did have permission, and I did purge account. And back in those days, <laughs> yeah, I can see you remember this. Back in those days. There was everybody was on terminals or no PCs, so everybody kept their files on this HP 3000 we had in the office, and their email was on that. And I went, "Oh no, <laughs> I've just deleted everybody's, everybody in the office, all their files." And you started laughing. You said, "Don't worry, there's a, a backup up in that front computer room, and since it's early in the morning, nothing will have changed. Let's go get it." And we started. We started doing it, but do yeah. you remember this? And do you remember being in that computer room watching people on the console trying to log on? I remember being up, up there by the lobby. Was up there by the lobby, and you and I were, <laughs> you and I were in there. We were watching the tape because we had, because we had to do a restore accounts then. And uh, while we were doing the restore accounts, uh, we could see people logging on. I think HP. I mean, Ron Andrews. I, I think I've never seen anybody log on more times within one minute than Ron Andrews. I mean. <laughs> I mean, he kept going. He goes, yeah, I got he got me lost his password and everything else. And you know, it was uh, uh, Dave Eggum and we could logging on. And, and you turned to me and you said, "Well, do you think I should make an announcement?" And I'm going, "Are you nuts? What are you going to tell We got to laughing so hard in that computer room. We were afraid somebody was going to walk by. I know that had glass windows into it too. And I wonder why we were laughing, but it was, oh my. Oh well, we all have those. We we all have those little episodes. Yeah, I thought that might be the end of my career before it even got started, but uh, you helped me out with that, so I appreciated that. I seem to remember a, a story about you, you and Raleigh um, down in at Hormel that was got you laughing pretty good too. That was an all time classic. So, uh, 
So Raleigh was all, I mean, it ends up being, you go Hormel and, and, uh, and I go down there because, you know, he thought, you know, they were a big IBM shop. He says, geez, he's, this is a big opportunity for Raleigh to really make inroads and everything else. And, and uh, we work hard on that on kind of the presentation and, you know, how we want to approach it and everything else. And, and uh, you know, Raleigh's a great guy. Now, you know, Raleigh, when he gets kind of excited, he even starts talking more and more. He starts talking faster and faster and faster and everything else. We're getting all set up. We're getting the, the screen set up. We're getting the presentation set up. And, you know, and, and I'm getting my my um, piece, not my PC, <laughs> my, my uh, terminal set up and everything else so I can do the presentation. And, and uh, <laughs> he... Sorry, I can't even tell us. It's so damn funny. He bends over to plug the plug in, like the projector and to plug in the stuff. And all of a sudden, I hear this. Rip. <laughs> and he stands up and he goes, holy shit. <laughs> and he, and he, bent, he turns around, he bends. I mean, it is the biggest rip I've ever seen. He got, you know, he's got his suit on, his suit pants and everything. The rip goes really, literally from the belt line on the way. Do the crash up to the zipper. Oh, he's going, oh my God, what am I? He says, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I said, hey, I said, you know, I just got to make a joke. I guess maybe this will kind of lighten the mood up or whatever else. Oh my goodness. So he's like, oh, and he starts pacing and everything else. He's going, he says, ah, we're not going to get this again. We're not, this is, I'm just embarrassed. He says, now make fun of it, make fun of it. You'll be all right. He says, that's a great way to start it out. Sure enough. They come in and they all sit down there and everything else and he kinds of does the introductions and and you know everybody kind of goes on down there and he goes well and I'm Raleigh Manson and and basically I'm the HP sales rep from Hewlett Packard by the way I'm gonna he says so when I turn around you don't sit there and kind of he says I'm all aware he turns around bends over and shows his boxer shorts come right through his pants and everything. But it was he. He played it so well. We ended up winning that deal, and I'm sure we got that deal because because of what he did. He just he won him over. Is just his his innocence and his you know his approach and you know and, and uh, just kind of being candid and everything. But it was so funny. I mean, I can still remember the rip. And I remember him bending over there with all these guys. They all got ties on. You know, remember that back then you didn't wear blue jeans and t-shirts, even though HBO is kind of known for that. But we all had to wear our ties and you know and, and dress pants and sport coats or suit coats and everything. Here he is, he bends right over and he shows he shows his boxer shorts up going, Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, if there's anybody who could recover from a ripped pair of pants, it would be Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, he did a great job. He was yeah. so oh gosh, it was so funny. But he won it. He won it. It was a great deal. It was a good thing. Rick, you mentioned, uh, you know, work hard, play hard a couple of times. And I remember you you were involved in a lot of the sports teams yourself. And I also remember that you um, you were coaching the HP women's softball team. And I know that because one day you said, hey, Dave, can you come out and help me? And uh, so I started doing it with you. Uh, what do you remember about that team? Oh, gosh. I think I actually coached them for two years, maybe, or something like that. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Again, it was like they, they were a good team. They really had some, you know, surprisingly, you sit there and think about the number of uh, the, the ladies from HP that were on the team and everything else. Again, you know, with, uh, Cheryl was the pitcher, and we had LaVon Hamper was the catcher, and we had Katie Webster, she pitched and played first base, and 
And, uh, you know, Connie Zink played shortstop. And then uh, there was somebody, she wasn't from HP, but she was just a vacuum at third base. And, and they had Jeannie played left field and her friend Andy played um, uh, center field. And then uh, Vicky Nally played. And uh, I'm probably not remember them all, but, it, but uh, gosh, sakes, they could play. They actually won the whole thing uh, and everything else with that. And everything. Yeah. And I, I don't think it was much due to our coaching. But <laughs> Oh, Lois Freeman. Gosh, you could hit the snot out of all. I mean, I tell you what, she was, she, she could, uh, she could play. I mean, there was, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, you know, and usually after the game, there was always somebody who was responsible for bringing uh, a few cases of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we know why you and I really did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick, I know you, after you left HP, you went on to some kind of, really big things and important roles. Um, you know, when you started out back in the late seventies and then the early eighties, was that, was that kind of something that you aspired to then was, you know, kind of some higher level it management roles or did it just kind of evolve that way? It kind of evolved that way. I would just say, cause I went from HP and I went to 3M and 3M was, you know, cause I was always just really kind of a technical engineer. That's kind of what I did. You know, I never thought about going into management or anything, but uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the whole aspect of going into 3M got me into the whole management and in the role and everything else. And I had some really great mentors there and, you know, had a great career there. And that just ended up giving me opportunities out to go to uh, GMAC RSC, became a CIO there, um, went on to, you know, again, then went on to Wells Fargo and, became a CIO of the insurance arm there and, you know, then on from there to, to Zurich and everything else. So, you know, it did start out that way, but, you know, once I got to go to 3M and got a feel of the management and, you know, and working with people and everything else, you know, the, the actually watching people grow and seeing the team successful and mentoring people really became a lot of fun. You know, it was kind of nice. A lot of people I worked with either at HP or at, uh, you know, at uh, even at 3M, they kind of followed along. So it was uh, it really got some great relationships and everything else that worked out well. Yeah, that was fun. It was a good time. Rick, uh, thanks very much for joining me today. Um, before I let you go, I, I know everybody would be really curious about where you are now and what you're up to personally. Yeah. Well, I retired. So I retired in uh, June of 2019. So um Sometimes you can say you were lucky and retired, and at the same time, everything kind of clamped down. So it's like, I'm not so sure. So, so I retired. I still kind of, you know, still, I, there's uh, technology boards that ask me to participate and everything else, review products. And, you know, so I was kind of still kind of, you know, helping out part time. So, you probably, even though I'm retired, I'm probably semi retired. Uh, we live in South Bend, Indiana. That's where we live now. Um, we actually bought a vacation home down in Florida. So we kind of go back and forth between there and kind of making a final decision if we want to make a final move down to Florida or not. Um, but I have 12 grandkids now, 12 grandkids. And, and wow. uh, you know, so they, they all keep us busy. And they're a great time. I love the grandkids and everything else. They keep me young. I don't look so young anymore, but they do keep me young. I feel young inside. <laughs> but anyway, Dave, thanks for doing this, too. This was, uh, you know, thanks for reaching out. I really enjoyed it, too. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you, Rick. And I look forward to maybe sometime getting together if we ever figure it forever in the same city again. I hope we can get together. I really appreciate you joining me today. All right. Take care, Dave. Thanks.
Thanks for listening. Larpenter Life is produced solely by me, Dave Carey. It's not affiliated or sponsored by HP in any way. Hey, I know you've heard it before, but I'd really love to have you as a guest. It's easy, I promise. So please send me an email at larpenderlife at gmail.com and let me know when we can get together for an hour and just chat about the old days. Until then, take care, everybody.